0: Two friends and two friends
1: Welcome to Two Friends and the Movies. Two
2: friends and the movies. Where
1: I I uh, invite a friend over and we talked about movies. Uh, uh, my name is Sixto. I I am the the brains behind this podcast. And joining me today from his home in Long Island is my guest star, Madamatina.
2: Oh, <laughs> hello, Sixto. So nice to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of fucking voices <laughs> that's the voice I feel like when celebrities go on like Letterman or something or whatever Not Letterman. they like there like, like a teddy bear like Fallon <laughs> they're always like so happy and excited to be there they're like oh hey Jimmy great to be here today well, you sound like a teddy bear <laughs> I had to waste my whole entire day to be on your show for five minutes I know to promote my entire a movie. day
1: my entire day was paused for this five minutes. Bullshit. Now Anyways, I gotta, now I
2: got to play this stupid game of yours so I look relatable to the fans. Yay! Fans, look, fans, fans. I play beer pong too. <laughs> I'm just like you, except with just, much, much more money. Just
1: like you, with much more money. Um, listen, uh, this is a show where, where, uh, despite what you've heard so far. Um, Maddie and I sit down and talk about Mostly uh, movies. movies Sometimes Sometimes TV shows like Letterman But mostly movies Actually 100% of the time We talk about movies And something else Yeah, um, We
2: give you a little of this, a little of that
1: A little bit of this A little bit of that Now we told you to watch two movies for today yeah, and But we, we watched didn't. neither one of those movies
2: I didn't watch either
1: one <laughs> so instead we're going with this movie we're going today. Yeah. Judah and the Judas. Judah or Judas? I thought Judas was, and the Black Messiah. Yeah. We throw you a curveball.
2: I'm going yeah. with Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: Yeah. Uh which by the way, um, you know, if you've seen documentaries about the story or or uh, know any history from the United States and how they've been treating black people for the last 400 years, uh, you're very aware of uh, of how the shit hasn't changed since, they. Uh, as you say, we, even though I wasn't born in the United States, I am part of the same, I am descendant of the same group of people that got brought from Africa just to be here, you know, uh, just to do uh, chores for free. And if you don't do them, we'll whip you to death. You know. Sounds
2: about right. It's fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. This this movie. It's it's infuriating. Yes. Yes, it is. Especially, I mean, I'm sure the timing was done on purpose, but especially what's been going on in the past summer, or and so. With all the riots after George Floyd and Brenda Taylor and everyone else, that we're almost in the same exact spot we were in 1969.
1: And a fucking thing changed. Like, we took like one step. That's what you're getting at. Yeah, we took like one step. Well, here's, I I watched this with, with Stephanie last night, and here's the point that I was trying to make to her Nothing has fucking changed it's just nothing has it's just systematically cleaner like things are not better they just there's a system to make them cleaner if you realize that we don't have any more malcolm x's Mm -hmm. or martin luther king jr's or anybody of that caliber that that leads the black community but what we have is clowns like all that's left is clowns like fucking like the action network Ran by fucking uh, Al Sharpton, Al the clown the clown Sharpton, which you know, i don't I don't I'm not saying that he's that he's not his heart is not in the in the right place. I'm not saying that, but what the fuck has he done? He doesn't do
2: shit, yeah, he's not the caliber of leader the King or Malcolm X or any other even though the star of this movie, uh, Fred Hampton. Who I really know nothing about until I watch this movie.
1: Oh, but, really? Yeah, I knew about Fred Hampton for a long time, but uh, um,
2: they don't—they don't teach this stuff on Long Island schools.
1: No, well, Long Island we know has a nice record of yeah. treating white/black people very nicely.
2: <laughs> the the, uh, the the peril of the black man is like three days of American history on Long Island.
1: And then we move on. Right. It's like we enslaved them, they got freed,
2: and we moved on. Yeah. And that's the end of it. We do three months on European history, and we do three days on Black history.
1: Of course. Um, and that's not just true for Long Island. That's true for most of America, yeah. I'm afraid. I'm sure it is. Uh, I, And I, I'm sure that is the divided. And look, we're not going to get – it's impossible not to get into politics with this movie. Or, or or social politics or racist politics because that's exactly what this movie is yeah. about.
2: If we if we, we would not talk we, about this movie then. <laughs> that's, that's all this movie is.
1: Right. Uh, so, but let, let's start with what the frame of the movie is. Right. The frame of the movie is they got this guy. Um,
2: um, uh, Are you talking about? his name? The uh, um, William O'Neill. In, Billy.
1: Billy. Billy, who was a thief, uh, I mean, and by the way, of course this is a movie, so they dramatize a lot of things, but the effects are the same in that the way that they approach, for example, he didn't steal a car from gangsters, and then they caught him up, they caught up to him, and then the cops caught up to him. He stole a car and went joyriding, and uh, on his way back home, he took a bus, and then the police caught up to him. Like, it's not the same. It's not as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as exciting to tell that story than the one that's shown in the movie. So, of course, it's a movie, you know? Some things are, are brushed up and dramatized and put makeup on, but the, the, the points are the same. He steals a car, Billy, while uh, they um the
2: police it, catches him. I just want to say, it's played by Lakeish Stanfeld. Stanfeld? Who did. Yeah, Who yeah, did yeah. Sorry yeah. to who is becoming one of my favorite persons to see in movies.
1: He is so fucking good. He, he is, is really, so really good.
2: good. Uh, I'm really impressed with this performance, and I'm going to look up more of his things and start watching more of his movies.
1: Yeah, he he, he legitimately is, you know, uh, uh, to break out of the the racist approach that we have to everything, before, back in the day, we could probably just say, like, he's the next Denzel, but he's not, Denzel is not, like, the standard of good acting. He is a good, he's just another good actor. Yeah, like There's no standards to compare black people to anymore, Uh which is a great thing. (laughs) You know, like, you either have Morgan Freeman or Denzel, and you'd be like, wow, I mean, he's no Morgan Freeman. He is no Morgan
2: Freeman.
1: Um, But, but, um, he is incredibly good in this. Uh, he really sells you the part about this is I have a thing with movies I have three basic feelings with movies I either get completely absorbed by them which is the best kind of visual absorption because there's not a lot of of changes in things you kind of can live in it Mm -hmm. Um, there is uh, a play movies that seem to me like a play that you're aware that there's a there's a Three walls and something is happening, but I'm highly interested in what's happening. And then there is a, a movie that just seems like like too much of a movie, like you know. And I always say one of those two things. And this one felt like a play because of the way how things were moving was really fast. It felt like a play. Like all right, so mm-hmm. you know you're telling me a story, but it's being well told. But that doesn't diminish how fucking fantastically good this was. It's just that that. I suppose because I've seen documentaries about this, it makes it um, <clears throat> a little bit unfortunate for me to consume it because I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, I know, I don't remember 100% of this, but I, I know some parts of this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know how the story ends, for example, before I started watching it. I
2: did not. But
1: uh, so um, basically, uh, he gets caught, uh, Billy, and the FBI comes in and says, look, uh, we need you to infiltrate the Black. Panther Party, if you want us to forgive you for what you've done. And he, being the coward that he is, is like, fuck yeah, man, I'll fucking jump in and do whatever you want. I'll fucking
2: jump around backwards. Yeah, He basically, so became, don't have to he basically became a paid informant for the FBI to spy on black Correct. People.
1: Right. And uh,
2: uh, J. Edgar uh, Hoover, right? J. Yes, J. Edgar Hoover? J. Edgar Hoover, who ran the FBI at this point. Um, who always
1: was a fucking homophobic because, I mean, he was essentially gay, right? That's what everybody says, that he was gay. He lived with a dude. He never married. Oh, yeah. he was married, but it his only whole, lasted like three months. His whole
2: story is fucked up with Jay. Yeah. There's, but um, Jay Edgar who? There's a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, it's called Jay Edgar. Yeah, which yeah. is really, really good. Uh, which I also recommend people watching.
1: Army Hammer's in it. He plays uh, the, the other guy that was with J Edgar Hoover. It's yeah. a really good movie. It's really it's good, really yeah. well done. But the point about J Edgar Hoover that I always knew the first thing that I learned about J Edgar Hoover was that he was a racist fuck. That's the first thing I learned. He's extremely racist. But nobody really touches on that that much. No, people always paint him as a hero because he was the guy that created the FBI. Yeah, and he was—he saved white people. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, then he's a hero, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> the white people wrote was- the history books, so he <laughs> saved the white people. That's why.
1: <laughs> um, he 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 had a a, a problem with with uh, socialism and communism and, and in the times when he was in charge of the FBI and the fact that he created the idea of the FBI. Well, give him a lot of points in the right direction especially for americans where communism was the big enemy you know mm-hmm. so so like a lot of people paint him like a like a superhero while in fact he wasn't a really very nice man and actually he would like like go after his own people like people if he doesn't he didn't like you for one reason he say you were a communist and he go after you like it's crazy that man was fucking nuts yeah but Um, here we display in this movie a lot more of his actual racism, like seeing how much he was so worried about Black people having a growth economically or socially that he was like, these are fucking communists, fucking terrorists, Mm -hmm. and we got to fucking abolish them immediately. Um, So the the movie takes you through... um, the, hist- the the history of Fred and who? And uh, and, uh, and uh, that was my phone, sorry. So oh, the movie man, takes...
2: so unprofessional.
1: The movie takes you... I'll take it back. The movie takes you through the history of Fred Hampton and through the eyes of this informant. So the, the name of the movie, by the way, is fucking perfect. Judas and the Black Messiah because you really see in Judas' story, right? Like the guy that sold his black messiah for for uh, 10 gold 10 gold coins mm-hmm. and really gets it at the end you know uh, so anyways um Fred Hampton was a guy that uh he was the co-founder of the black party if i'm not if i'm not mistaken
2: i know he was of the illinois chapter i don't know if he was
1: the founder party uh, Got you. So I mean I don't remember correctly on that on that front from what I remember from him, but I know that he was the one that made the most progress. Uh and he started making progress
2: at age 19. For 19. 19. He did more from 19 to 21 than I'll probably right. do my entire life.
1: <laughs> Our chapter is 832 years old. He hasn't done half of what this man has done. <laughs> and so and so Um, uh, Fred Hampton, uh, uh, was trying very much trying to awake the community to being better than I'm going to say we were, and I'm going to include my, I'm, I'm an immigrant, but if I'm going to be grouped with any group, I'm going to be grouped with, with, I mean, maybe not in New York, but like to the rest of America, I'm a black guy. You know, because I'm an immigrant and I'm not Mexican, so basically I'm black to the rest of white people because y'all all fucking <laughs> paint with one brush. Wait, you mean you're not? You're not just that? <laughs> I'm Dominican. And I'm an immigrant,
2: bro. I have like a different culture altogether. Really, but, it's different. Yeah. All I do just For white time. people, and then everybody else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you always thought it was uh, white people, the Chinese
2: the Mexicans, and the Blacks. Isn't that how it goes? Well, kind of. There's, there's the Blacks, <laughs> there's the Mexicans, there's the Asians, and okay. and then there are Italians, there are French, <laughs> there are British people, Canadians, Canadians <laughs> you know. There's lots of different white people, but everyone else is kind of just, you know, others, like lost. Right. Like, you're the others.
1: you. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um... He he had um, an idea, and he had started putting forth. I mean, he was a great speaker. Yeah, he was he, a great mover of the mass, and
2: he was a great rallyer. Like he, he inspired absolutely. people. He uh, made people yeah. want to believe and want to help. Absolutely, and
1: you know, he wasn't selling like, "Hey, man, let's all be peaceful." He was selling like, "You want you want to change? You gotta you gotta make a difference." You got to have You got to make action. Action brings forth change. And, um, you know, he had those those uh, very cute like breakfast. Like he had he had made those breakfast uh, clubs like three times a day for all for children that were of, of poor communities. But just like in the movie shows, he he brought together a lot of gangs and a lot of other people that were just poor. Puerto Ricans and white people and whatever like and and they say Puerto Ricans because back then Chicago had the biggest Puerto Rican community in the United States so you know it was pretty fucking big so like it was very important that they mentioned the Puerto Ricans but he brought in everybody that he could that was just broke and was saying bro I know we're fucked but you know for for everybody in power you're the same as me like they don't care that you have a fucking a Confederate flag behind you. Mm-hmm. you just a broke motherfucker like me. So why wouldn't we change how we live to action? You know?
2: It's, every, every movie like this is the same thing, um, which is all very important. I don't want to mean to downsize it. Every story is very important. But it just seems so silly that all other people want is to be treated like everyone else. Like Whatever movies is talking about what race is being, you know, marginalized, they just want to be treated like the superior race of the time. Like, if white people are in power, they just want to be treated the exact same way. Right. And we waste so long just fighting and trying to hold people down, and it's because, like, what are they, scared of another culture? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that... All they want to do is be treated like you. So what's, I don't understand the problem. Well, Matt, it's, I
1: mean, of course you don't understand the problem because you live in New York and you're open-minded, but imagine if you will, imagine if you will, the fear that it will bring somebody to say, well, this is my neighborhood, this is my house, this is the food that I eat. It's better quality food. This is a better education system that is for my children. My, my, my. And so for anybody that has that mentality, that is absolutely threatening. It's not important that, that you equalize it, right? Like, Because what would be better? It's not that they have to come to your fucking neighborhood in Long Island. It's that in the South Bronx, you could equalize, bring in more money for education, make the living better. And and that that's not enough. It has to be marginalized because then it's not enough for everybody. And that's one of those things that that unfortunately, like modern extremist Republicans, not all Republicans, but modern extremist Republicans really live off of that use, like the use of like this is for me because I I deserve this because I've done A, B, or C, and you don't disturb it because all you want is a handout. Somebody wants a fucking handout from you asshole everybody wants to live comfortably yeah. and they're human, we're all human beings like you so you know
2: and wouldn't it just like it seems so logical that if everyone had a better education and everyone was in a better position financially and everyone had a better understanding what was going on everyone would be happier
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> It's, it's, yes, you're absolutely right. But once again, it's the threat of you taking mine rather than we can all have this yes. because we can all work towards it. Is you taking mine? And that idea fucking makes people do crazy shit.
2: It's, it's crazy. It's, it's so crazy to me how not only someone could act upon these feelings, but just to have these feelings. Like, how much of an ego or self-whatever does it take to look at somebody else purely by looking at them and be like, yeah, I'm better than that guy?
1: Yeah, but, uh, Matt, look, um, all right, let, let's get into, into the, the different perspective of things. The All of the Europeans that came to America and 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 forged an empire that british empire that spanish empire that came the economic empire that came after after something like the roman empire it's mm-hmm. very different it was territorial in a different way right like you owe me money this is the way that moves is the seed of everything that has come forth in the united like in the united states in the american continent and the american continent has been forged after the thoughts of the european uh, uh superiority mentality that was based on having a king and a queen and Mm -hmm. people that that had a social class that were really forced to be like well if you are royalty you're very different than everybody else so when the europeans spread like fucking herpes all over the planet and took over everything from the middle east to america to asia to europe uh, uh, to africa all of it all of it the mentality was fed because number one, if you're the one with the boot on your neck, then and you have to see that everywhere else it's happening the same way. You kind of have to think to yourself, well, they they're they obviously better because they have their boot on everybody's neck. Mm-hmm. It's not just the 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 Aztecs or or the or the or the, or the you know the the Cheyennes. It's everybody has the the boot on their neck, and and then. Um, you if you are the one that's putting the boot on everybody else's neck and i don't mean just the the british because the brits it's like the seed of all of that but uh-huh. the, the the portuguese the brits the the, the, French, the spaniards the
2: germans
1: the germans right like you really you really can't sell anything different because also let's 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 Put those two points together too. The fact that you live in a completely different continent than the one you're trying to control, you can only control it by, by planting seeds of educationally that you're always better. I'm always better than you, Mm -hmm. and you can never defy me because it doesn't make sense for you because I am better than you. So, all of all of that all of that mentality that still exists to this day, unfortunately. Comes from the idea that if you is, is that regal is that regal built idea that was based on that European regal system. Yeah. So, like, if it was the Africans that would have spread out all over the world and taken it over, then the black people will do the probably the same to white people. Where we would be like, fuck you, whitey, fucking shut up and living the poor, in a poor town. You know, what I mean, I don't know that it would be exactly the same, but I'm gonna assume that it would turn out mm. the same.
2: This is the entitlements um, that people, and that's the word. That's the word that makes me
1: antsy. Entitlement, because that's the one thing that you see as a person of of, when, when you're of any color that's not white. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that you always see. There is a sentiment of, how dare you? Or well, I'm gonna do it because I can. That is, enf- that is not only enforced, but is also grows together with everybody else and at this point um that's why people that are always saying like i don't understand why black life matters are breaking buildings and blah blah it's like motherfucker you let your great 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 grandfather be beaten and then you who is his great 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 grandson not have any fucking rights at the same level as the same people whose great-great-great-grandfathers beat mine. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck you. Yes, I'm fucking angry. And yes, we've tried to talk. And yes, we tried to fucking protest peacefully. And yes, we tried to have leaders that were saying, let's say no to violence. And what did you do to all of those motherfuckers?
2: You killed them all.
1: Yeah, still.
2: I mean, this happened in 1969. And this wasn't the first time this happened. It's not the last It's still happening today. Today? Today. It happened yesterday, I'm sure. Yes. It probably happened somewhere in the country today. It might even be happening right now as you're right listening this instant. to this. Right. And, right.
1: And, so, and so, it's just crazy. That height
2: Like, I believe it. Uh, I'm not trying to say that this is, you know, blown out of proportion, because I think it's not recorded. No, no, no. It's just, to be able to think that way is so foreign to me and so crazy for no reason besides they just look a little different they didn't do anything like these people didn't do anything to anybody they didn't go out and hurt anybody they just wanted to be treated the same as everybody else and for that to be and for the punishment of that to be violence and like fatal deadly violence Is so ridiculous that it's it's hard. It's hard to comprehend. It's it's yeah, it's insanity.
1: Yeah. Um (laughs) well welcome to being black.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Number one, because that is the one question that every black child, I'm not talking about every black man. The first time that a black child sees this happening to their uncles the parents so why do my parents think like this and have to understand that the only thing that makes a difference really is how they look now we can talk about systematic racism too Mm -hmm. keeping on education and poor uh, a a poor system a, a system where you're only out is going to jail and coming out and then becoming a criminal anyways or we can talk about because a lot of people don't believe in in systemic systemic racism, even though it's there and you what, can see it.
2: What you have to be at this point in in the world and in life, you have to be purposely trying to avoid it. Right. Like if you watch any documentary about any point in history about America, it all it all has racism in it every single documentary, no matter what they're talking about. Matt, Matt, the first,
1: when the forefathers sat down and started writing a constitution for this country, they said that in the eyes of God, all men are created equal. And they were fucking slaves in the United States. And Native Americans were being fucking pushed into fucking, like, how is every man is created equal? It's,
2: it's, (laughs) Like, you have to at least admit it. Like, to people who, like, I don't believe it, they don't get a pass anymore. Because it's literally every single... Like, we know too much now. And there's too much information available through the internet, through streaming services, to everywhere in the world. Where you literally have to close your eyes and your ears to not hear about it.
1: And, I mean, put you know... I mean, I would argue that unfortunately, when you grow up in a circle that has told you that red is blue mm-hmm. for your entire life, you can only see blue. It doesn't matter how much you think it looks red. Yeah. It's just, there's also there's also growing in a system that allows you to always say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, that's blue. So, no, 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 that's red. No, 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 but come on, it's blue.
2: It's blue. I mean, which, it's a
1: reddish blue, but it's
2: blue. Which we can yeah? only hope that all these sources of information help the younger people that we're not going to change the older people's minds. You just, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that old saying, like you can try really hard. Some might come around, but the mass majority believes what they believe. Right. We just have to hope that all these, that's why movies like this are so important that they need to be seen. Yeah and for sure they need to be seen by everybody especially younger people
1: absolutely and i i think that um you know th- there is another conversation that can be had that this sparks a lot that is like you're saying like i don't understand it and i don't see it and you could also say i never grew up like that but there is a reality in which we all live in that if you and i walked into a place more people will fear that I will rob them, that that you will, just by the way that I look. And that has nothing to do with the way that I look because I don't look like a criminal. It's just the the, the skin, my skin, Mm -hmm. it's all it is. And so so, even though there is a reality that you're aware of, then the world's reality is still bubbling on top of it. And it's unfortunate because it's the world's reality. If you go to Mexico and you're black, they treat you like shit when i went to mexico people were so with surprise when i spoke spanish and then they completely changed their attitude to me and these are mexicans who get treated like shit here (laughs) but in mexico if you're black you get treated like shit in my country in my in my in my country itself i'm not considered black because i'm light-skinned enough to be called anything else so on my on my national id we have something called a cedula which is like a like a voter's ID, basically, but that is your your only form of ID in Dominican Republic. I mean, you can have a license, a driver's license, or a work ID, but that's the one that you all through. And when I wrote, when I was writing my information for my for my voter's ID, I put uh, skin color. I put black, and the guy that was doing the ID he said, "You're not black." And changed in front of my face. He was like, "You're not black." And changed it. So what I'm trying to say with that is, like, even in countries where we live, suppressed and oppressed, there is still a mentality to still be sucking on the tit of the European mentality, mm-hmm. and it will continue to be like that forever until there is, like you're saying, change the youth, change the system change a little bit. Youth, yeah, you know,
2: um, it's crazy, and it's we're not we're not gonna solve the uh the age old mystery tonight, but (laughs) that's what this movie does. And that's why it's getting Oscar buzz and why it's highly recommended by me. And it sounds like it's highly recommended by you as well. Absolutely. Is that it shines a light on a story that didn't get nearly as enough as it should. Um, well,
1: but I, I think the most important part of it is not so much that is that when you see it and you compare it with 2021 or 2020, you realize ain't a fucking thing changed.
2: Not a fucking thing has changed. It made me like you, like we were talking before the show and 6-0 texted me and said, I'm just going to yell at you for being white during the whole <laughs> podcast. And it's true. This was what, 50 years ago, 50 plus years ago. Yeah, and yeah. we haven't even. It feels like we've taken barely a step forward from that point fifty years ago. Now right. we just don't go into a, a warehouse or a an apartment building and start shooting, like that's how much we have given to Back to Black. We won't come to your house and just start shooting. Actually, that's not, not, true. not true. It's not true. That's not true <laughs> because it happens. So we haven't even done that. What's her name in,
1: in that guy was sleeping in her house and Anna her boyfriend? Taylor. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. does so... happen. So
2: now that I think about it and say it out loud, we haven't even taken that step. So we're in the exact same spot we were 50 years ago. And yes. I'm sure before that even more. So we're probably in the exact same spot we were 80 years ago, 100 years ago. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's disappointing. I think that's the biggest word. It's disappointing. It's
1: disappointing. It's disappointing, but not only in the United States. It's a it's a disappointment in humanity.
2: Humanity. Because
1: I think, yeah, I I don't think the United States is absolute about this. You know, I made examples about Mexico and Dominican Republic. Mm. How we how we treat Haitians in Dominican Republic. Haiti, is the same, it's one island with two countries, and we treat Haitians, and I say we as in a blanket statement for the country, I've never treated Haitians like that, and I never will, because I think we're all countrymen, as far as I'm concerned, we speak a different language, we have different cultures, but fucking countrymen, but the way the Dominican government treats Haitians, is like, no, 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 you stay over there on your fucking side. Don't fucking come over here and take mine. And he's like, you you don't have, we're a third world country, asshole. We don't have shit that they can take. (laughs) Stop fucking whining about it. It's, uh, I don't know. It
2: made me, it made me sad to be, to be part of this is not me personally, but you know, the history and it's, it's very sad. And it made me more sad that this is how I had to find out. Like, I've kind of done my own research, and part of it's my problem, and I'll admit to that. But it's hard to search for something you don't know exists. Right. Right. Absolutely true. Like, why this... Why don't we... Like, like, this should be a whole year in high school. Like, your senior year or whatever should just be spent on Black history. And I feel like if we did something like that, all these people would be so much more educated on what's really happening and not just hear it from their father or their uncle or whoever, their grandmother and really spend time showing the kids how people were treated. It's, yeah. And we're just doing it again with the, you know, with the gay community and all those, like, yeah. we're just doing it again. Absolutely.
1: Else. And it's never going to stop because, and by the way, the gay community, whom, by the way, don't have, for the most part, for the most part, don't have the, the the systematic poverty issue it's more of the violence and the aggression towards mm-hmm. gays than than saying like if you're black and gay you're triple fucked yeah and you know what I'm saying and if you're a lesbian and you're black you're fucking six times fucked because mm-hmm. women aside of all the what we're talking about women get treated more like shit than any other human being on the planet mm-hmm. and they give us birth they fucking like we suck the life out of our own mothers, and then that we that men treat women like they're sex objects, animals, pay them less, whatever the fuck we do to women, which in every culture, everywhere, you know. <laughs> so, um, you you're absolutely right that and I don't think it's only important for white people; it's important for black people to understand their history. Yeah, I think in a way that, you, like you're saying, yeah, like it's like you're saying, it's not only for that your mama should tell you. Because your mama is probably working two jobs. Because unlike the the other side of the coin, we have to work two, three jobs to be able to maintain because systematic racism doesn't Mm -hmm. teach you any fucking better. It's better to just work a job and to go to college because you don't have an opportunity. That's what they teach you. That's what everything teaches you. You don't have opportunities. I don't have a college degree, dude. I don't have it because I felt like, what the fuck am I going to get a college degree for? To get mm-hmm. fucking stumped over? I might as well go get a job and learn what I need to learn. And that's what I did. I mean, thank God. Seriously, thank God. I I ended up in a really good job in a really good position. And I can tell my kids if I ever have any, this is the way we're going to do this. We're going to finish school proper. You're going to go to college and we're going to fucking have a proper future. But at least have that in your back pocket that if you don't have the opportunity in place A, place B might give it to you mm-hmm. because you have your paper and you did the hard work. But um I I think I think that uh, approaching life from that perspective affects both sides of it equally, uh, uh in, in the same direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um to continue with the movie, um while Bill infiltrates the, the Black Panther Party.
0: Yes.
1: All this agent wants to do is gather information to see if they're actually terrorists. He believes that they're dangerous and he wants to know how dangerous they are. I want to know what's going to happen where.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the, the long and short of it is that it leads to getting enough information on, on Fred Hampton to arrest them and eventually kill him now the reason why i know the name fred hampton is because um i was told by i went to high school in harlem and even though it was a very specialized school or whatever it's still harlem people from harlem going to that school Mm -hmm. which was fantastic and some of the things that i learned were from word of mouth of like oh you never heard of this person or my mom's always told about this person like you're saying and I knew that Fred Hampton was killed in his sleep, which then led me later in life, in my early twenties, to go search for documentaries, or whatever I could about this guy. Uh, and I found one or two, and I read a book or two. Uh, maybe not a, maybe not two books, but I might have read a book on it. And you find out how fucked up it is to have somebody that's trying to unify gangs and stop violence and move forward a kind of progressive idealism um, for Black people, get killed in his sleep and poisoned to go to sleep so that they can just kill him just so that they can not make him... Just so they can discourage anyone who's being encouraged by his
0: actions yeah. to be better.
2: And to stop, stifle a movement. um because you're afraid of losing your power. Like it's 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 hard. And that's why I feel like like the guy who played uh Fred Hampton also did a, a phenomenal job. He was, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. really, really good. Um, yes. Yes. Everyone He's being was really,
1: really good. Show in the movies too, it's um, really good, yeah. Uh
2: his girlfriend who had the baby was really, really good. Um, everyone, yeah. But look, look Keish. you could see like I loved like his emotion on his face, like he really you felt the what's the right word here you felt the you felt the emotion coming through him, um yeah, so I was mad he played he played uh Billy because you have to hate Billy, like you have to, yeah. And I didn't want to hate him, but you have to hate him. But I mean, and also, and
1: also uh, the the, the funnier part about that is for me, I understand a guy like him because I've lived in a situ, I've lived through life in the situation where your, your choices are very limited. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I will sell out the person that I think in quotations is the black messiah. Uh, I don't know that I would spy because that's not the kind of person that I am. I'd rather do three years in jail than spy. But um, um, it's so interesting because you can see... And, you know, that guy in real life, and they tell you at the end of the movie, that guy, when that documentary about uh, uh, Fred Hampton happened in PBS, he killed himself. Yeah, the day it aired. The day it aired because he had seen... I, I, I'm, I'm, I fucking, I sold my soul simply to, to, you know, it's a very coward movement, but that kind of scared, that kind of coward, it's something that makes more sense to me because I, like I said, you're, you're, you have very limited access to life, Mm -hmm. let alone a proper life, let alone a comfortable life. That you will probably do as close to whatever it takes to get close to that.
2: You know what I mean? And, like, especially, you got to remember, it's 1969, so things are already really shitty. And then if he would go to jail, like, he has no chance. Even if he only serves three to five years, he has no chance but to become a criminal again when he gets out to ever survive in this world. So Absolutely. you can understand the choices he made. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to be happy about it, but you can right. understand why he did those things.
1: Absolutely, and of course, you have to. You have to just be disappointed in a human being that can't take the balls to be like "fuck you, FBI." I'm not yeah. doing this anymore. Especially, I can't.
2: Especially as the movie went on, and he learned so much about the Black Panthers. Like, in the beginning, you can kind of understand it, because he doesn't seem like he knows a lot what's going on. He seems very selfish. Ignorant. ignorant. He's in it for himself. He just wants to get a quick buck and move on with the day. Um, But as he learns more, I was hoping that he would... I kept hoping, like, okay, this is the time he's going to stand up to the FBI guy. This is the time he's going to stand up to the FBI guy. And... To see him at the end and give him the poison and uh it just you're just like, come on, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like at that scene, at that moment, and even though I know the real history, like I know the real history, and the moment when he's crying, he's like, You wanna you, I'm gonna re-up, like do you want another drink? Like I'm feeling to myself like this is when you this is when you pull in a uh uh, uh once upon a time in, in in Hollywood moment, right? Like, this is when it is. Yeah. Where he's like, when somebody else puts the powder in, something, something, and he's not, it's just like, fuck, man, yeah. come on, don't... <laughs>
2: this, is, <laughs> like this is your moment, to be a hero, <laughs> and you failed.
1: And, the, and at the very, very end of it, which uh, um, is fantastic, is that the agent that has been using him this whole time, which is also a real person, um, gives him Two thousand dollars and the keys to a gas station, and it really feels like Judas and the Black Messiah. Like at that moment, like it all makes sense. Like how how religious in some degree, or how Catholic uh, uh parallel the Catholic parallel makes sense with with Judas saying selling Jesus for a, a few coins because he takes the money and he's obviously destroyed. He ob- he's obviously not the same person. Yeah. He's obviously, you can tell in that moment that he thinks so little of himself, but he has no choice according to himself. Yeah. And that's all in the acting. That's all in the acting. It's, it's not even,
2: so good. It's so good. And you can see, like, while, why someone like Fred Hampton was so important that to be the man who stands up and leads and has these ideas is so rare. Mm -hmm. And there's so many Billy Mm O'Neills. So it just magnifies the damage he did by killing, essentially Kim killing Freddie Hampton set back the movement so far. Is that it's he was such an inspiration, such the motor behind the Black Panthers in Illinois that it, it's 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 tenfold. It makes the damage so much worse.
1: I I I. It just it it seems you know. And and Matt, this is the part that really deflates you when you're. a a minority in this country by the way we live in new york where i'm not the minority you are but when you're a minority in this country this is what deflates you the idea that it almost makes it seem to you as a human being like we can't get past we can't get past where we're at we just can't Mm -hmm. look at look at it right there like this guy could have a moment this this could have gone so differently All it would have taken was some courage from one side, and we could do this. And it's almost like it's meant to be that he dies. And it's not. That's not the truth. Mm -hmm. It wasn't meant to be. It was fucking designed by by people. It was designed by by men that had an agenda to do this. So it's not not faith.
2: No, it's not just any man. It was people with the power of authority to supposed to leave this country. Not right. like a bunch of gangsters came in and shot him up. It was the FBI. <laughs> like
1: and, and and Chicago police, by the way.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh it wasn't just the FBI. Just just in case just in case you were wondering how many bullets were shot by, by the FBI they came in with. No. There were police too that were like, who are we killing? Them mm-hmm. niggers? All right. Let's get boys, let's go. Let's get the guns and <laughs> We we'll get this done real quick.
2: Like they um, at the very end, after the sh- after you know the movie ends, and they you know those parts of the movie, they go you know what happened afterwards after the movie ends, and they tell you there was what they said ninety nine shots done by law enforcement and one shot done by the Black Panthers. That's correct. It's that's correct. Like. It's like it's. I just wanted to clarify that these aren't just some people who did this. This was people. No, you're right. We <laughs> give the authority to make the law, not to make the laws, but to enforce the laws and to basically run this country.
1: Yeah, man. I I, I have to say, um, one of the things that I loved the most about this movie that made it wonderful was the cinematography. There is a, a an immense amount of beauty in how they present every shot is is very reminiscing in some degrees. And I think this is by design. It's very reminiscing of very early, um, um, oh shit, I almost said Malcolm X, just now I'm thinking of, of politicians. It's very reminiscing of very early, uh, um, what's his name do the right thing? Spike Lee. Oh, Spike. But, but like very modernized kind of like sense of Spike Lee because Spike Lee was, one of the strongest voices of this kind of language mm-hmm. back in for a whole generation, you know, one of the strongest. And uh, um, I think that, I think that um, the way this was shot uh, at, together with the way it was acted really gives you so much impact into, into consuming this almost as if it was a play of, of real events, which it is, but like almost as if, like, this is verbatim what happened. <laughs> They're mm. just showing it to you, like, cut up so that you can.
2: It was cut up, and it was such, it was done in such a, like, it was like a roller coaster. You yeah. Know? Like, he comes in and he robs the guys, and you get a high, and then he gets caught the low, and then you find out what he wants to do, what the FBI wants him to do. And it's a low, and then you find out Rod, uh, Fred Hampton is pregnant, and it's a high, and you're happy. And the movie it get it was uh, so up and down. The movie kept yeah. you, it kept you in it the whole time. Like there wasn't, it wasn't building, 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 and dropped off. It was up and down the whole time. You're like, wait, what? Oh, this is great. Yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, this is wonderful.
1: For sure, and I think that what one of the things that it did better than all of that with the acting and the filmmaking is emoting so well that for somebody like you per se who's never heard this history and who is not black, <clears throat> who's not black, to be consumed by the sentiments of what's happening in the movie and really feel like not only this is fucked up, but like how the fuck is this? <laughs> how the fuck is this even tr- truth? Like it almost yeah. seems like it's fake. Yeah,
2: exactly, <laughs> with, it, it, it's with how extreme it is. It, it's, and that's part of it. What which makes me mad is that I shouldn't feel surprised and shocked by what happened, right. and I do. And mm-hmm. I put a lot of that on myself, but it it goes back to my upbringing, it goes back to my schooling, it goes back to what I was exposed to, it's all these things that...
1: It essentially, it's you being white though, Matt, too. I know, like...
2: but that's I'm saying, I'm not just saying me personally, I mean, me as, you know, a white 40-year-old man should definitely know this stuff, and to right. not, I feel like it's a disservice, and to make me think that my children aren't getting this education, makes me even right. more magnified, is that People need to know this shit. You need to know what happened in Illinois in 1969. You need to know. If you're an American, you need to know what happened.
1: For sure. And there's a lot of Americans that know. uh, But for the most part, in the general consensus of things, in the big brush, again, I keep using that word, but really it's about a big brush painting things. The knowledge of this situation is so fucking minimal. It's so minimal. Oh, it's so minimal. You know, Black Panthers, if you ask anybody today that's our age to tell you what the Black Panther are, I'll, I'll guarantee you that 70% of people will tell you, oh, they're like national terrorists or they're like a fucking gang.
2: I guarantee that. I believe you. And I live one hour away from New York City. And I'm this... Like, I can't imagine what people in wisconsin feel or wyoming right. who are so far away from it that yeah. not by they're saying people in wyoming or wherever is racist it's just they're so far away from it it's they're so far removed move. from from yeah. these
1: realities that are extreme right right um hey look um what can i say man i i i think they. um the, the the job of the movie, I can see in you that it was met so strongly.
2: Oh, so strongly. And that's what makes this such a great movie is that it, it brings up so much emotion, emotion, so much pain, and so education. There's so many things that this movie brings that the, the great acting and the great storytelling and the great shot selection is like seconds it,
1: it, it's absolutely like I absolutely think... i mean they they become rather than being this the focus they become tools and and i think that that's the fantastic part about this movie that's why it feels like a play because it's almost mm-hmm. like you can in a play you can see the person and you can touch them like mm-hmm. there's no there's no screen separating you from that person and emoting that that action that's why i think this feels like a play that is like mm-hmm. almost like you can touch these people and feel like this is more this is more humanized mm-hmm. by the fact that 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 what the story is in a place more humanized because you can see humans in front of you, and and I, I think that that um at, at the end of the day, uh, Fred Hampton's story is one of very many, very many that we should all be more aware of. Yeah, um, constantly. Um. So, Maddie.
2: So, six to eight.
1: um, We have to do something that I'm sure is almost null at this point because of all we've said about this movie. But we have to do it.
2: We have to do it because it's it's a staple of the show. Yes. We have to rank this. We have to rank it. Um, We
1: we give the movies in this show, we give them six
2: toes. For the best. Because. And zero toes for the worst. Yes.
1: And Where you do can't you put figure this... out
2: Why, fuck you! <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. If we have to explain it, you're not paying attention. Yeah,
2: stop. Just fucking go away. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty obvious. I give this one and a half toes. You <laughs> mean <laughs> the pinky? It's one toe and the pinky. That's, yeah. <laughs> if a pinky toe had a really long nail, that's what I would give this. No, of course. <laughs> Um it's hard not to give it six toes. Um mm-hmm. I always hate giving out six toes because like it has to be an absolute masterpiece for it to be six toes. Uh but I'm gonna do it. Fuck you. Six toes. <laughs> well, I, I think um
1: much unlike a lot of movies that we watch, the effect of this movie has more resonance than the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, we have a system to grade it by how we appreciate the craftsmanship of the movie. But this is not about craftsmanship, like you said. This is about the feelings that it evokes and how important it is for us to be awakened by something that's supposed to be entertainment. This wasn't entertainment. This was was really teaching.
2: Yeah, this was educational.
1: For sure, and I think that um, everybody in this movie deserves an Oscar. Everybody in this movie deserves an Oscar.
2: Now, does this and, movie? I don't know how it works. Is this come out too late to be part of the Oscars this year?
1: Uh possibly, because it's February already, right? It's, it's February. Yeah, it's almost it's almost March. Almost
2: March, and it came out so I think you ago. have until
1: January to put out the movies for yeah, the so Oscars.
2: I hope this. If it if that's true, I, I'm not sure, but I hope this movie doesn't lose steam because it's a year old by the time the oscars come out right um uh so we'll see i'm not sure how that works uh but it better get some oxalove if it's this year or next year it better get some something um from the director and i think if i'm not mistaken
1: this director is the first time uh she's directed this
2: movie Only Um, direct the movie once
1: Huh? You only you only direct a movie once. Directed a movie. You said Shaka King is a dude, not a woman, so I'm an asshole. You are an asshole. And uh he's directed very many things. Um, but uh I'm trying to see here. Short, 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 TV series, TV series, TV series. So this is his first movie. Um and
2: I think that um, my boy Shaka King. Uh, I've actually seen some of these things, but I didn't know he did. I saw People of Earth. I saw High Maintenance. I saw Shrill. Huh. Look at you. You're yeah. a big fan, and you didn't know. I
0: didn't
1: even know. <laughs> um, Shaka King, whom uh, also, I believe, uh was part of the, It was one of the writers, yeah, um, really fucking killed this. And I think that he also deserves a ton of praise because that was really fucking well done.
2: It was well done. From all angles. Usually we have one or two things to say about a movie while well, we didn't like it, you know, if it was great except this or great except for that. I don't have any exceptions in this one. I think it's. it's yeah. I
1: think it's perfect the way it is. I think so. I mean, there, there were uh, situations uh, where I feel like some things felt exaggerated to one point. Like I think the there were situations where they make white people look way too evil for the sake of making a bad guy for the movie. Okay, I could see that. Um, but not necessarily because they weren't that fucking evil, but perhaps for the approaches, it was almost like comical. The approach that they were given to some of these uh-huh. characters, where I was like, Come on, man. But, um, uh, having said that, uh, the point is that this is a condensed story where all of these things actually happen, and yeah, uh, some people can be that absolutely evil. Yes. So, if they're, representing, if they're representing an exaggeration of a lot of people, but if you ever met the KKK, uh, you probably have mad, don't you have a couple <laughs> <of> uncles? <laughs>
2: damn it's it's a little less funny
1: (laughs) um that that you know so that's my only it's not a complaint it's something that i will point out because i can't complain about it
2: i kind of see that's because they take a story that is you know ingrained in these police officers from birth all through the lifetime of this thing, is that they condense down to two hours. So I feel like you have to exaggerate it because you can't right, spend right. 12 hours on a movie. Uh, so you right, exaggerate right. it to know that this is for real and serious. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so what, so, so um, toes?
1: If you can, if you can, you should watch this movie. You should watch this movie twice, probably.
2: You never gave it a
1: so, toe rating me yeah. well i I give it one toe for uh, uh excellent acting, one toe for excellent directing, one toe for excellent storytelling, one toe for excellent uh uh cinematography, one toe for incredible uh uh, uh music by the way, which we didn't talk about the soundtrack. Is amazing. Is Quentin Tarantino amazing? The it's soundtrack. <laughs> it's phenomenal. And lastly, I give it another and last toe, six toes, for um, how well he represented uh, a part of 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 something that can only be told through the to the gamma and the eyes of a black person. Thank goodness. Fucking a white person didn't direct this because you know why not? It's just a story. Yeah. Thank goodness it was told from the perspective that it had to be told.
2: I 100% yeah? agree. Um, I think next week we gotta do something funny. Like this, and we have to because this, this was, this was too way too heavy. heavy. <laughs> <laughs> too heavy. Um. So I don't know what that's gonna be. I gotta. We gotta find something that's funny. We um, can't make promises because we don't keep them. We don't keep so. them. Listen, we just give you guidelines. Like, we told you a couple movies you should watch.
1: We're give you guidelines like we're going to give you two episodes back to back with 10 and 10 movies and we never do them
2: we or do we a- should watch these two movies because we but want technically- you to watch them. We don't have to talk about them. You watch them. Right. We watch them. You watch <laughs> them. All right. Good for fucking you that you watched the two movies. I bet you enjoyed them cuz we said to watch them. I don't understand. This is a free fucking podcast. <sighs> we're here to entertain you. We're going to do whatever we want to do. So tomorrow, next right. next week, or in two weeks, or in three weeks, whenever we come back, we might do a serious movie. Even though we just told you we're going to do a comedy. Right. That's- we might.
1: Yes. You know why? Because basically, we do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, and full, you can't stop us. We're full
2: curveballs. That's what keeps you entertained. You can't stop us anyways. Can't stop. Won't stop.
1: That's right. We like Fred fucking Hampton. We'll be here causing chaos.
0: Yeah.
2: But
1: more than that, we're here fucking elevating. We're elevating your ass.
2: Yeah. We Letting were, you know. This is a pretty good elevation podcast for this week. Yeah, man. Um side note. Yes. Which As, side though? Because we uh the last few weeks we ended our show talking about WandaVision. So I just want to jump back in that oh, for yeah. a second. Yeah. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Uh
1: I haven't watched uh in a bit, but I watched it when he first came out. I watched like the first season, and then I kind of lost track of it because I was moving and I, I never really jumped back into it.
2: There's an episode where Rick goes to a planet and uh a being controls every single one every single person on that planet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like. Is Wandavision?
1: <laughs> but Wandavision is based on a comic book called uh, uh, House of M,
2: which came out in the in the late nineties, I think. So maybe so, fucking Rick and Morty stole it from them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I saw the Rick and Morty first, then I saw this, <laughs> and that's what it reminds me of.
1: So uh, uh, to 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 say something about Wandavision, I am I am I keep saying this. I'm gonna say it again this is the only series in the history of series that I wish they would have released as one chunk instead of episodic yeah. because by this point, by this episode that just happened last, uh, last Friday episode seven of, of WandaVision, I was so fucking excited but so impatient that I'm like, fuck you Marvel. But
2: don't you think that's and- part of it as, cause it's supposed to be like, a sitcom in the old, like right. that you have to wait a week to get to the
1: next. Right. One. Like, no, and, and I, I understand that, but the, the problem that I'm having with it, the, the part where it doesn't make sense to me is that the first three, or four episodes really, we, I only stuck around after the first three episodes, sincerely, because I've spent the last 10 years watching Marvel movies. And this being a brand new series, like creating one ambition for the first time like this, I would have been like, fuck this show.
2: See, I'm fuck I'm fucking in fucking in the face. Exact opposite. I didn't read any comics. I know, No, no, no. I'm just no no, I'm saying I'm the exact opposite of you. I I, okay. I don't know the story. I didn't read the comics. Uh I know very little about Wanda and Vision from the one Avengers movie I saw them in. Like that's all okay. I know about them. <laughs> I'm not a huge superhero guy. I like some of it, but I'm not a huge. I don't dive deep into it. Gotcha. I really like it. So episode one, I really liked it the whole time. Okay, I it was very creative. I love the different kind of spin they give each episode. Um, I'm really enjoying. I don't know the girl's name, Wanda. Uh, uh
1: that's uh, Olson. Uh, one of the Olson triplet. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth Olson.
2: I'm I, I really enjoying her acting. I think she's doing a, a really good job each week. By the way, diff, being given a different the, character of that sitcom that she's mm-hmm. portraying.
1: By the way, no. given the, the track record between her sisters and her, who would have thought she was going to be the fucking superstar in
2: 2020? <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a, I didn't even know they were related. Like, Olsen's not yeah. that uncommon of a name. I thought she was just the Olsen. No, no,
1: no. She says uh, she's the third Olsen out of five. Interesting. Um, but but you know this proves once and for all that Disney has us all by
2: the balls. Oh, one hundred percent.
1: Because because um, here <laughs> is you who says. I love that because I don't know any, none of the shit and I'm loving it. And here's me who's like, I only stuck around because I know all the shit. Yeah. So they got us, they, they got, got everybody.
2: Everyone. They got everyone.
1: <laughs> fucking assholes. Uh, fucking Disney. They should give me some money. They, they should do. give us money for saying this on the podcast. They give we, money love, every week. we love One Division.
2: <laughs> we love it. We love it. Go watch it.
1: Yes. Then, um. Anyways, we don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll be doing it. We'll
2: be doing but it. But for now. For now, what do you got to say?
1: I say thank you for stopping by San Diego. (laughs) Not San Diego.
2: Thank you. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Say that. Yo, it's a staple. We have to say it each week now. It's not our staple. That's somebody else's staple. No. (laughs) It's our staple that was someone else's staple. We're a parody of the staple stop it just cue
0: the music <laughs> Two